Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What's up, USG fam? Welcome back to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and I'm very excited to welcome a USG member and University of Pittsburgh's Director of Baseball Operations, Austin Thompson, onto the show today. Austin began his career on the diamond as an undergraduate at Florida State University, working as a student manager with the Seminoles baseball team, and since then has been with the Baltimore Orioles and Washington Nationals in player development the Texas Rangers as a spring training intern, and as a stadium operations supervisor with the MLB during the Arizona Fall League. Austin got involved with Uncommon Sports Group back in 2020 and was a part of our inaugural academy team, Team 24, back in 2021. Austin, really appreciate you taking time to join me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And Austin, I want to center our conversation today around your time at Pitt and remaining faithful to Christ through the actions in your own life and how you have been able to start a Bible study with the team. But before we jump into that, I would love for you to talk about why you chose baseball as a career path and how the game has really impacted your life personally. Yeah, great question. Um, I'd say I chose baseball uh, because it was um, uh, the biggest hobby of mine growing up, Um, something that the Lord had clearly put on my heart as a passion um, whether it was backyard baseball, uh, growing up with the neighborhood kids and all the way through high school, um, you know, playing varsity. And, mm. um, it's just something that I always enjoyed having a part of my life. I was blessed to have it be a part of my life for, for so long. And, um, you know, it's, for me, it's just the ultimate team game, right? Like it's a game full of mm. failure. It's a game, it's a game that, um, you know, you can't get too high and you can't get too low because it mm. can certainly be humbling. And, um, you know, you also have to deal with a lot of failure and, and frustration. And I think that, um, you know, mentality side of it um, allows you to kind of get through some of the, the tough things in life. And mm. I didn't I didn't really understand that <laughs> much yeah. at all until maybe the last couple of years. But, um, you know, the Lord has used just a passion for sport and a passion for baseball specifically to um, shape my life completely, whether it's the people I know, the connections that I've been able to make and um, the relationships that I've been able to build. Um, mm. There's a large portion of the people in, in my phone contacts, right, mm. that are tied to baseball or my career at some point. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for it. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know if I specifically chose it. I think the yeah. Lord kind of put it on my heart to, um, yeah, as a passion, and, and I've just kind of grown in that and um, have loved the camaraderie around sport and mm. love uh, the team, the team uh, kind of you know, environment you got to be in, the team yeah. mindset you got to have in order to succeed. And um, ultimately, 
you know, it can come down to to one pitch, right? You can mm. have a, a you know perfect game. We've seen so many perfect games get you know broken up in the in the ninth inning, and mm. uh, you know that's kind of a I don't know an analogy for baseball itself, right? You yeah. can you can be as perfect as you feel all day long, but uh, the game can humble you. And mm. I just like the balance that it provides, and I also like the um, you know the. I would say the the culture behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a little more, less intense than some of the other sports, um, just with um, how you prepare for games. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different than a football culture, and I think it yeah. makes uh, you know blends a little better with my personality. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's kind of a, a little bit how God kind of shaped me or shaped me around the game of baseball, and I'm super thankful for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always blown me away that some of the best hitters in baseball hit the ball about 30% of the time, right? You think about that, it's it's a crazy reality. But, you know, yeah. I, I think a lot of our listeners can resonate with you, Austin, and your passion for the game. Um, and, and that's why we get into sports. It's not the gl- most glamorous uh, industry at times. There are challenges uh, across the board, which we'll talk more about that later, of what some of those are. Um, but it, re- it really is about the passion and love for the game. So I appreciate you sharing on that. I really think that's um, the best reason to, to really pursue a career, whether it be in baseball or in any other sport, because we love it. So thanks for sharing on that, Austin. And, you know, for our listeners, your role is director of baseball operations that comes with a lot of responsibility, but some of those responsibilities may not be quite understood by the listener of, hey, what does a director of operations really do? So I'd love for you to share how have you really learned how to do your job well and what does that entail in your role? as director of baseball operations? Yeah, so I think, you know, the biggest thing that it entails is, you know, if you look at a big picture, it's really trying to set the program up so that the coaches can spend as much as their time on the field coaching, you know, kind of the X and O's um, Mm -hmm. with the student athletes. So, you know, whether that's, it can be any number of things that you, you try to take off the plate of the coaches, whether it's compliance related or mm. academic related or financial aid related, right? Like there's a ton yeah. of different areas in college sports that all have to be kind of uh, lined up. And um, I try my best to, to do as much um, and take as much off of the plates of the coaches. And that way they can, you know, use all their energy mm. towards, um, you know, on-field coaching and kind of developing their relationships with the players in order for them to trust them more and and ultimately have a a Mm. better product on the field and a better product um in in the men that we're we're shaping essentially um you know i i think in terms of like a day-to-day task list um a lot of my um, role uh, is, is you know, planning for any future events. So mm. uh, this this fall, we have a couple of fall games and, um, you know, planning, you know, an alumni outing or mm. uh, touching base with some of the, you know, support staff throughout the, the university and how they can help us, you know, kind of make that experience the best we possibly can for mm. our alumni. Um, you know, then there's also just the the nitty gritty of it, where yeah. um, you know, in the season, I'm I'm in charge of kind of all team travel, whether it's bussing, air air flights, um, you know, hotel accommodations, meals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of in charge of the everyday itinerary, yeah. what 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 the um, you know, what each day looks like when we're mm-hmm. on the road, what each day looks like when we're home and when yeah. we have practice. And, 
um, what each guy's was supposed to be wearing at what events and everything. Yeah. So it's kind of my job to coordinate with and, and communicate as much as possible with the student athletes to make sure they know what the expectation is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that, that way we can kind of put the onus on them saying, Hey man, we gave you every opportunity to, uh, you know, figure this out and there shouldn't be any questions if I'm doing my, my job the right way. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a little bit of the, the day to day. And, uh, you know, it, it can vary, like I said, um, whether we have a, an official visit weekend and, mm. you know, we're catering to some, you know, potential recruits and things like that. It's mm. um, very much all over the board, but uh, ultimately trying to uh, just take as much as we possibly can off of the coaches yeah. plate so they can um, use their energy towards, uh, you know, coaching the student athletes. Mm. I worked in football operations with the Colts and, and my boss, uh, he, he said something I really has stuck with me as to what operations really is, and it's eliminating distractions. And, and I think that's a great way to really define it. So I love what you had to share there. I mean, it really is a, a vital role, and, and you'll see it within any uh, team and, and organization. That there is an operations staff member that handles all of those logistics. That They're so important, right? You have to travel. You have to have somebody that handles that. And then even just the day-to-day that you mentioned, I, I think that's helpful for our listeners to kind of get a gauge as to what is your day-to-day like? How do you do your job well? Um, and it really is a, a, uh, a very full schedule, I'm sure for you on a day-to-day basis of what you're handling. So thanks for sharing on that. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's good. Absolutely. For I think, uh, you know, and to answer, I guess the second part of that question on how I do it well, I think it, mm-hmm. I'm not typically a type A person and, uh, that kind of differs, I think, than most, uh, operations roles, but, um, I've learned to be a little more type A in this role because planning is planning and communication is key. And mm. um, the, the farther ahead you can get, right, the the less you'll have on your plate. So yeah. um, I've learned a life lesson of uh, a little bit better, at least, at how to plan, mm. um, how to keep things a, a little more organized. than I, I certainly <laughs> did when I when I came into the job. So I'm thankful for the grace that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that the University of Pittsburgh and, and our staff has given me throughout mm. this journey. No doubt. I, I love how you mentioned that because I think for our listeners, there is a, a temptation to think you have to know it all before you step into a role. Definitely not the case. I mean, certainly you want to have some understanding of what the responsibilities will be. Um, but I think with any job, you have to learn how, how to do it well and you have to make mistakes and learn from those. So for sure. great point there, Austin. And I did want to touch on this. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, you work for a secular university, right? You work at University of Pittsburgh. And I think from a Christian perspective, that can offer more challenges than on the opposite end if you worked for a Christian university where it was more accepted and more outward. And so I'd love for you to share with our listeners, what challenges have you faced during your time uh, working with Pitt? And even before that, with many different organizations across the MLB, and how have you remained faithful to the Lord's calling despite those challenges? Yeah, uh, that's that's a good one. I think, you know, the biggest thing for me... Um, has been over time and it has taken time to um just be comfortable being bold about mm. your faith um I, we had uh, one of the former former staff member that was a, a believer and we've had some really good talks you know he addressed the team and um i thought he did a really great job of addressing his faith and saying guys i'm not here to you know, push anything on you. I'm not here to say you have to also believe what I believe, but 
Um, and then he kind of went into, you know, what his faith entailed. And I think just that disclaimer was, uh, was awesome for me to hear mm. awesome for like a group of people to hear. Cause it just sets the stage where it's not like, Hey, I'm not, you know, in your eyes, I don't have to be right. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to come, come to you and say, this is the only way, mm. um, to, you know, to live your life. I will say in my experience, this is the best way you can live your life, yeah. right? If Amen. if you can have this freedom that um, was bought by someone else and um, was is not of our own doing. Um, but yeah. just setting that stage of like, hey, I'm not here to judge. Like yeah. I, um, you're fully open. I'm fully open to hearing, you know, your opinions and, mm. you know, what, what you have um, to mm. say, but I would also appreciate it, right? If you could do the same for me and, and yeah. be open to kind of what I'm saying. Um, I would say that, you know, for me, it's, you know, the Lord gives us, gives us different um, opportunities, right? Mm. Uh, throughout, throughout our days, throughout our weeks and months, like to, to claim him. And yeah. uh, I think the more I got comfortable with the role, um, the more I was able to kind of take advantage of those opportunities and, mm. uh, and speak his name in the secular school or in the secular environment and just be okay with people being like, Oh, that was weird. Or, or maybe right. not even saying anything. And maybe yeah. I feel awkward, but like mm. at the end of the, at the end of the day, if, if, um, if I'm claiming Jesus in whatever environment I am, I'm in, that's me being who God made me to be. Mm. And who cares if I feel awkward, right? Like yeah. that's just a social cue feeling awkward, right? Is a social cue between humans, mm. both fallen people. And it's just an, an uncomfort. And, yeah. um, you know, we see in scripture all the time where this faith walk is not something that, uh, <laughs> is just super comfortable all the time. Mm. Um, you know, that you're going to be persecuted now yeah. the way we are persecuted in in this you know in the united states here um it's certainly different than maybe the persecution that they talked about in the bible but hmm. you know anytime someone disagrees it's technically um some sort of persecution on some level yeah. so um i think yeah just being okay with being bold and being hmm. feeling awkward for a little bit right because yeah they'll never know if you claim Jesus, if you never do in front and mm -hmm. if you never have in front of a group of people. And um, I think that's, what's so important about baptism. Right. And then I think that's, you know, mm -hmm. it challenges us to do it in our everyday life. Yeah. Um, you know, if I don't, if I don't ever take an opportunity to claim Jesus in an environment that, you know, might be outside of the church, how are anybody that doesn't go to my church going to know that, that I don't follow Jesus. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of the approach I've taken. And trust me, it it, it uh, took some time to get used to that or to kind of build up the confidence to get into that mm. space. Because um, when I started, and especially when I was interning at these other, you know, baseball teams, I, you know, I'm the intern, right? I'm not, I'm not yeah, here right. to, I'm not here to, uh, you know, make waves or like, you know, do anything mm. crazy. I'm here to, because I want to prove myself. And obviously there's opportunities um, to prove yourself with your work. Uh, but then there's also opportunities to prove yourself with just being a human being around these people. And, um, mm. you know, I've heard a lot of leaders say, I just want to work with good people. Um, and, you know, in, in my experience, if the closer you are to Christ, the better better person i guess uh you end up being in, mm. in this world's view and yeah um ultimately right like my job isn't to strive to be the best person it's mm. to strive to glorify god in everything i do so um, yeah 
it's been tough definitely to you know find those areas to to share but um ultimately when we step outside of our comfort zone we grow and whether it's growing in a sport or growing you know in your faith um it's it's growth nonetheless so um Mm. that's kind of how i've taken the approach and um, it, it, it's uh it's been a challenge for sure and mm. there's been plenty of opportunities that i've missed um mm. for sure but i'm thankful that you know god has been putting that on my heart to share a little bit more and um and if you get the title of the religious guy at work then <laughs> you know maybe that's not the worst thing in the yeah. world that, that can open up a lot of conversations mm. i love that you shared that boldness is one of the ways you combat challenges and, and i think that it stands out to me because I, there's often this fear of sharing our faith outside of our Christian circles. And certainly I think you you should have a small group, you should have a local church body. That is so important. And we'll talk about that later as well with that being a big part of your time in Pittsburgh. Um, but if you're not sharing outside of those circles, you're not really stretching yourself. I always think of the verse, you know, Jesus says, and this is paraphrase, if you honor me before others, my Father will honor, honor you, uh, or I will honor you before my Father in heaven. And then if you deny me, before others, uh, my Father, or I will deny you before my Father in heaven. And it just, that verse has always kind of scared me because it's like, I know that I have in some form or fashion denied my faith before others. Um, and so I, I, th- I think it stands out that we are called to honor his name and be yeah. outspoken before others, certainly not pushing it, certainly not being forceful or hateful, um, right. but lovingly being open about what we believe because we genuinely believe it's true. So yeah, love that. And I would add that, um, you know, if my fear of man is uh, surpassing my fear of God, right? Like what you just said, then I, my priorities are, are a mm. little mixed up. And like you said, there's times where that fear of man is front and center in my head. And, yeah. and you know, it, I choke up or I don't say anything. And then I yeah. just go on with my day and I'm like, God, oh, well, that could have been more awkward if, if I brought, you know, brought up my faith, but mm. You're right. Um, anytime we get a chance to stretch ourselves and to glorify God and praise his name mm. um, in the workplace, you know, I, I try to view that as an opportunity and I t- try to take as many of them as I can. Mm. Absolutely. And, and I think, too, one last thing I'll add is the sport industry is is very the, the temptation you have is to be very people pleasing oriented. Uh, sure. This is kind of the way it is, right? If, if you kind of, right? If you're if you're trying to get into the right industry, you're trying to get into the MLB or the NBA or whatever it is, you're gonna have to to network and really make some relationships. And so sometimes we can sacrifice our faith at the altar, um, really to to please other people and and forget about what really matters. So I think just keeping the main thing, the main thing, that the most important thing in your life, whether you're working for. Uh, the Orioles, or if you're working for an NAIA baseball team, is Christ. It does not matter um, right. how successful you are in your career. It really is um, being faithful to Christ. So Amen. I want to say that as well. And Austin, you know, I mentioned this in, in the beginning, really is in the meat and potatoes of our conversation today. But during your tenure at Pitt, you had the opportunity to start a Bible study with some of the players on the baseball team there to share with us how that opportunity even came about and what inspired you to kickstart that Bible study? Yeah, so there was um, there's a you know a sports uh, or a fellowship on campus um, that um, you know I kind of developed a good relationship with um, the baseball staff member, and um, you know I shared with him you know my faith and shared with him you know hey man how can we because this was kind of coming out of COVID once uh, I started how can mm. we kind of get this going again because I think uh, they 
kind of shut down as much like external, um, you know, contacts, you know, as possible. Yeah. Um, coming when I first got the job and then, you know, with all the turnover that there's been in college sports between year to year with the players, like, you know, there wasn't an outcry or a need from, you know, maybe a senior or someone that had been in the program the last few years saying, Hey man, we're missing this. Like we, we need this back. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, the, I, after a couple of meetings, you know, I, I think um, I had a conversation with our head coach, you know, saying, hey, you know, um, our representative would like to come out again and, and kind of meet with the team. And mm. um, our coach, thankfully, was willing to, you know, have well, at first he actually wasn't. But uh, <laughs> the, I think because I brought it up kind of mid-year, um, middle of the season, and um, you know, with all the changes going on, he was like, he was a little hesitant at first. Uh, but then that off season, he, we had another conversation about it and he was, he was open and said, yeah, you run with it. I know this is something you're passionate about. So, mm. um, you know, you kind of take, take it and take it and run. So um, I try to do just that. Um, unfortunately, like, just with the with the way our schedule is with noon games on Sundays. Sundays like it, right, it's the day you kind of want to have a chaplain in just because yeah. it's Sunday. Um, but the timing never really worked out because we're we're hitting so early. You know, we're pregame BP at like 10 a.m. and and then we got like 15 minutes or 20 minutes in between BP and when we got to be back out on the field. And I just didn't want to like push it in on a Sunday just so we could have it and say we did it right. Like mm, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't the goal. So. Um, we ended up i talked with um a couple of the older guys on the team and i was like hey man uh yeah i want to have i want to do something like this and i know you the team had done it in the past but um you know i think we need to find a better time i mm. get it it's not sunday and that's fine like hey if we can yeah. if we can praise praise the lord on us on another day than sunday like that's probably good for us just to yeah. kind of get that get that kind of off people's mind like hey we're not just doing this because it's sunday yeah. and that's kind of what we're supposed to do right we're doing this because we know how valuable it is to us eternally yeah. um so yeah started with a couple of conversations with some of the older guys and then um you know i think it just it took off once I, I saw I saw guys wearing you know a couple guys had like Christ Center tattoos and would write uh, you know scripture on their wristbands and and so I had conversations with them I was like hey do you think there's like guys on the team other than you that are interested in maybe learning about uh, or doing a Bible study or just getting together and talking about um, mm. Christ at work essentially yeah. for me and at the field for you guys and uh, yeah there ended up being at our our first meeting I guess was the beginning of last year on the road we, we ended up uh, finding thursday nights to be the best days um and we kind of would zoom in the guys that maybe didn't make the trip and mm. and were interested and um it was just powerful we had like 25 kids i think the first week and then it wow. it kind of it kind of dwindled down to you know 10 to 12 kind of pretty sturdy guys that wanted to come you know mm. each week and learn more and um you know yeah, it was just really cool to see see how how it all transformed and to see, mm. you know, these thought patterns that are going through these guys' heads throughout the year. And like, man, last year was not a great year on the field for us. And yeah. for these guys to still be hungry to dive into this, mm. uh, to dive into the word, you know, when things aren't going great yeah. um, was, was honestly the best thing to see, right? Because in life probably going to be especially in baseball right if we just look at it baseball wise there's going to be a lot more down days than mm -hmm. than really really high days so if you can kind of center yourself and just um 
send your send your life on Christ. There's no firmer foundation uh, that you could find. So mm. I think that kind of spoke to some of the guys, and um, you know, it, it was really just cool to see them. You know, each one kind of pick it, and we had probably three or four guys that were comfortable enough to kind of share and lead, mm. and, um, and just kind of to hear their perspectives and um, mm. kind of go off the things that they were bringing up and experiences that they had been through. And, and then you ended up having kids opening it up about things that you would have never known because yeah. it's, you know, not baseball related or not sport related. And mm. to just ask about that like specific area of their life would have been really, really weird if it wasn't in the context of like, mm. Hey man, we're just trying to find a solution in Jesus here. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, thankfully we were able to grow closer as a team and, um, you know, really talk to each other and, and deeper and more vulnerable spaces. And I think that just helps you grow as a person, helps you be more confident in who God is uh, mm. when you kind of lay it all out there. Cause right. If you delay if you're being vulnerable about your situation and saying, Hey man, I need help. Yeah. That, that, that point of surrender is where God does his best work and where we're more open, you know, for him to, mm. uh, to do his work. So um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a really, really cool thing. And uh, I can't say it started alone, right? Like by the grace of God, these mm. these players had an urge or had, um, you know, a, a tickling on their heart to, mm. to lean more into God. And um, I'm just yeah. thankful that he placed me there and uh, I was able to <laughs> kind of do the coordinating or do the mm. facilitating that I'm, you know, supposed to do for all the other areas of the team yeah. um, was, was able to do it for, for, um, God with the team last year so it was mm-hmm. uh, a great opportunity and but seriously kudos to you know God putting it putting that um that sting on their heart to want to do this right because it, it could have fallen flat so easily mm-hmm. and I know that um it really was God's work to kind of keep yeah. it afloat because I've seen so many fall fall yeah. so quickly right and when things aren't going well I was like oh, I don't want to get up early and go to mm-hmm. the field on the Saturday after we lost on Friday night but you know, guys were there, Starbucks in hand, nonetheless, but it, it worked. And uh, yeah. I'm just thankful that these the, the players wanted to stick it through and they saw the value uh, in mm. Christ. Absolutely. And really what stands out to me, Austin, is it wasn't like you had to be a pastor. You had to be like super uh, theologically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just, just really all there, right? It, all it took yeah. was a step of obedience uh, from you, right, and and the Lord giving you that urge to really have this this whole Bible study start. And I think for our listener, there's often this this fear, this anxiety that I I can't do it. I'm not skilled enough. I don't have enough training. I haven't done it ever before. Yeah. And I think that's all the more reason to trust the Lord. I mean, you think about uh, right. who Jesus chose as, as His disciples, and we we know this because we we talk about it all the time. But it was individuals that weren't the most well-schooled and weren't the most knowledgeable about the law. It was, it was the fishermen and the tax collectors and really, right. really the out, outcasts of society in, in that culture and day. Um, but, but I think whether you're an intern, whether you're full-time, whether you're a director like yourself, I think there's opportunities to, to really bring God's Word into a team or organization. So love that part of your story and it really stands out to me always as something that God did through you. So really encouraged by it. And, and just on a follow-up point, one cool part of the Bible study is it actually, you mentioned this in our networking with Uncommon Leaders call um, back in May, is that the players led the Bible study themselves after a while. It became a player-led thing. Yeah. And so why did you feel, kind of as the one that was kickstarting this, 
that that was the best course of action? And what benefits did you see from a player-led Bible study? Yeah, I think um, the benefits that I saw were if they're just, I kind of looked at it as like a church service, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I've been to plenty of church services where I went and I, I consumed and I listened and I mm. watched and I maybe thought about it, you know, thought about things that were being talked about and kind of followed along. But then as soon as I left, it kind of was like, all right, now that's done and I'm ready right. to kind of tackle the next thing. And mm. Especially when it's on a game day, right? Like your mind is already focused on, or it should be focused on the next game. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's plenty of things that can take up your mental, uh, the, the mental side of the, your brain on totally. a game day. So um, I kind of, I always felt one, you know, to your point, I, I was, I'm not a pastor I, and I don't really have any of the credentials, you know, <laughs> to say, Hey guys, like I'm going to take us through and I'm going to theologically just, just tell you what the Bible says. And mm. I think that'll be great. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's kind of a great thing that I, mm. I am not equipped in those ways because yeah. it, it opened up, you know, that, that kind of conversation where I was like, look, I, I, I want you guys to kind of take mm. leadership of this because it's only going to go as far as you guys actually want it to go. Yeah. I, as a staff member, like I can try to gather you guys, trust me, we do it in many other ways, right? We try to gather them for certain things and it's always, there's always, you know, hurdles that you got to go over. And, um, I think in order for it to be fruitful, I was like, man, you guys, if this is something that you want to learn about and want to be about, um, I think there's no better way than to, for it to be player led because mm. again, if I'm just up there speech, you know, giving you a speech every week, mm. you know, it's just, I don't think it was going to be as impactful. Um, yeah. and it also, again, it, it doesn't really put any accountability on them to kind of grow in their own, mm-hmm. on their own right. Right. Cause they know if I were to kind of, if I were to lead it only, they know I was going to show up. They knew I was going to say something and mm. it, you know, whether they ask questions or thought about it really is kind of up to them. And it's pretty easy when you're in a big group to yeah. just be like, oh, I'll just listen. And I don't really have anything to say. It's true. Um, so yeah, I thought just, you know, with the older crew that we had an older team last year and, yeah. um, you know, guys that, wanted to step more into their faith it just mm. you know it was it was awesome that they again wanted to mm. uh, to lead right like i, I could have offered that say hey guys i want you guys to take it over and mm. they could be like no it's okay you know you go you yeah. go ahead you, we'll listen yeah uh, but thankfully they were they wanted to be held accountable for mm. their own faith and at the end of the day that's what it's all about right we're not gonna get into the gates of heaven through through you know the theology that someone else knows mm, yeah. or you know the the faith that someone else has so yeah um, it was just uh yeah i thought that was the best course of action because you know anytime you do something yourself you got to prepare a little bit for it you got to mm. read a little bit for it you got to feel like you have some you know questions that can engage the crowd and mm. um, i thought that was the best way to kind of show hey it's you know, really something I'm interested in and, uh, it ended up working out really well. Yeah. And, and I love it, Austin, because it's not really about the leader of the Bible study. It's not about you. It's not about me, whoever is the leader of the study. I think it's thinking of what is the best way to impact this group for Christ and, and to benefit yep. their own walk. And so I love that you thought through that of how can this be the most effective? How can they grow the most? And that should be the goal, right? In in any situation, whether you're leading one, 
um, in your team, within your small group, like that, that should be the goal of a Bible study. So I love yeah. that point, and, and I, I'm sure from a player perspective that was beneficial to have other teammates pouring into each other and just kind of having it be a, a, a team thing and not just like, okay, here's Pastor Austin giving me a quick message. So totally agree. Yeah. I think that's a smart way to go about it. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was great to see. Like, yeah, when you take – one person out of kind of that leader mm. role, right? You get to see a bigger picture of the true leader that yeah. we're all trying to point towards, that we're all trying to learn from. Um, and so, mm. yeah, thankful that Christ shows us how to lead well. And um, mm. I thought, you know, yeah, if you could, if everybody else kind of took a week, um, you know, that everybody would learn a little something about uh, shepherding others and yeah. hopefully, uh, you know, learning how to share their faith too and mm. being a little more comfortable with it. Absolutely. And Austin, I mentioned this earlier, but I think for many young professionals, the challenge that that they're probably thinking of right now as they're listening, but even have thought of before is, okay, a Bible study sounds great to start, but how can I have the confidence to lead? How how can I have have the confidence to even choose some material to go through? Like, I don't know enough Bible scriptures or passages or chapters or books to even get this going. So the question I have for you is what advice would you give anyone listening who is desiring to lead a small group Bible study in regard to those challenges I just mentioned? Yeah, I would say, you know, I was fortunate to have, um, you know, a a ministry team here on campus. Um, It's called the uh, Coalition of Christian Outreach. They have three staff members that work Mm -hmm. to kind of split up different teams. And, um, you know, our, our representative was, you know, I talked with them through this and we would text when we would go on the road. And, um, you know, I, I honestly reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, you know, we got a group of guys that are uh, on this team. They're interested in, about learning more about Jesus. And, um, you know, they've mentioned some stuff about, you know, some of them use the Bible app. Like, do you have any resources that you've gone through with other student athletes? You know, so other kids in this this age range mm-hmm. um, that, is, that have kind of, you know, helped them or, you know, kind of worked well with this setting. Um, and so, yeah, he put me put, point me in the direction of uh, a couple of different resources throughout the year. Um, we we ended up just kind of like going through Bible plans uh, through mm. the Bible app. Um, you know, I think they're set up to be daily plans, but yeah. we met once a week. We met we met once a week, so we're like, hey man, just have. And that's the other thing, right? You're dealing with schoolwork, and you're trying not to put on this 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 heavy load of you know extra stuff that these these kids got to do, mm. um, but. You know, I was like, let's just do one a week. Like, so what if it says you miss a day, right? Like, let's just do one day's work each week. So it can't be too much, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, it leaves you an opportunity to kind of leave, leave comments there. And so, you know, some of the guys would kind of type in you know, whatever, you know, came up on their mind. And mm. and then we have that kind of as a message board to go off of in our conversation. That's we, mm. when we met for a group. Um, so, you know, that's just one resource. There's there's hundreds of books and yeah. resources out there that you can um, use to jumpstart, you know, ask mm-hmm. somebody in your local church, like, Hey, if, if I were to start a body, start a Bible study, like, mm-hmm. you know, where, where should I start with people that are maybe really young believers or, yeah. um, you know, people that are maybe just even curious about the faith. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think those are two different crowds that you probably would choose different resources for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was, look, again, I was, uh, I didn't feel like I knew, I knew what was best. So I kind of mm. reached out to my network and yeah. um, some people that I, I trust in the faith that mm. have led um, young, young individuals and young student athletes mm. even. And yeah. um, we, I kind of just used whatever they, whatever they, um, they gave me. And 
um, you know, and then, you know, open up the opportunity for me to ask the players, Hey, what do you guys want to go through yeah. you know, a couple of weeks in? Um, and then, you know, then once you get buy-in on first, them being able to lead and then also, Hey, we get to pick on what we actually want to, you know, talk about. I think that that made it even more, mm. uh, beneficial right because if one guy felt like hey this this desire or um this problem or this anxiety was on uh, very heavy on me this week like we could just go and find something um mm. find a resource within the bible app on that topic and kind of and they and they could walk through it easily week by week so mm. uh, yeah I, I reached out man I, I didn't have the answers and i was able to um, you know, tap into the network of, of strong believers mm -hmm. that I've been able to build here in Pittsburgh and I'm thankful that they kind of led me in the right way. And, and then the, again, making it player led and mm -hmm. allowing them to kind of choose what topic they wanted to talk about next. Yeah. Now, Austin, I think that's, that's so wise too, because there are so many resources in the digital age. We have apps at our fingertips. Another good one that actually we're going to use this fall and some of our uh, fall 2023 Bible studies is WordGo. It's a Bible study fellowship, BSF um, branded and designed app. And and so it's it's an awesome resource. And there's just tons of those, just like yeah. the Bible app and WordGo that you can utilize um, really as an, as an easy resource to lead a Bible study. You don't have to be the theologian or the one creating questions. And I'd right. even, I even recommend to our listeners uh, something called the Discovery Bible Study Method. It's super simple. DBS is, is the short um, acronym for it, and, and really just an easy way to ask uh, four simple questions every single Bible study going through Scripture. It's, what does this passage teach me about God? What does this passage teach me about people or myself? Um, how can I apply this passage to my life, and who can I share it with? Super simple questions, but it does open up awesome doors of conversation. So that is another easy way to lead a Bible study, no preparation involved. Um, so yeah, tons of options, and I appreciate you sharing, Austin, and really just encouraging those listening that, Hey, it's not hard. Uh, it just takes yeah. that step of obedience and that initiative. Yeah. And for me, like there's, you can ask my wife this, there's so many areas in my life where I, I think things through 10 times or mm -hmm. go, go over 10 different possibilities before I actually go to do something. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful with, you know, each year being, you know, kind of, so short with this specific group of guys, I was like, I, I don't really know. Let's just jump into something so that mm. we can start it when the season starts and, yeah. and the way we're not wasting any time. So, mm. uh, yeah, that was, that was the Lord's work in its own of, of mm. me just trusting that, you know, it really doesn't matter as long yeah. as it's, you know, biblically sound, it doesn't matter what one of the hundreds of resources that, mm. you know, you have, we have our fingertips, um, accustomed yeah. to like, it's really just about doing it and, and mm. having that buy-in from the group to want to do it. So yeah. I'm thankful that that ended up working out. Yeah. I, lo I love the point you made. Definitely want it to be sound with scripture and, and good theology. So that is important as yeah. well as you're choosing For material sure. to, to think through that. It, it is a very important aspect of it. So good good call yeah. out there, Austin. And you mentioned it earlier, but a huge part of any Christian life, and I think especially in the sport industry, but any follower of Jesus is prioritizing being a part of a local church. And I know just from talking with you before that you and your wife have made that a priority in Pittsburgh. And I just love to hear from you personally and our listeners, really for them to be encouraged. How important has your local church been uh, as busy as you are as a sport industry professional? And how important is the local church in the life of the Christian? Huge in the life. Uh, well, in both. Huge in yeah. both. I would say um, in my life specifically, 
it's been um, our our you know fallback really. Uh, we came to Pittsburgh knowing not one single soul, hmm. uh, and you know our prayer for much of the first year we were here was, Lord help us find great community, um, and you know we were fortunate that a um, a coworker of mine at Pitt uh, at the time. Um, recommended that after some faith conversations, he's like, Hey man, I don't know if you found a church yet, but um, you know, we go to this church and it's mm-hmm. been great for us, super family oriented. And um, it's a, it's honestly a relatively small body of believers, but that's kind of what's made it so great. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's really does get to know you. I mean, we, the first day we walked in, everybody knew we were new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you, you know, there everybody's asking, Hey, it's great to see you. You know, uh, where are you from? Or, you know, just generally had the heart to reach out and be like, wow, I'm curious. This is a new, this is somebody new to our church that is obviously looking for community. How can we love on them? And, Mm. um, you know, I think they did, they've done a really, really great job throughout our, since our first day until, um, you know, this past week when we've met with them, you know, people within the church are just loving Mm. on us and showing literally the love of Christ, um, in family or in family, um, context. So, Mm. uh, yeah, it's been really, really important for me, you know, to kind of have that, um, you know, my church body to go back to, whether Mm. it's text messages throughout the week and, you know, you know, somebody in the group saying, this is what God put on my heart today, or Mm. this is, you know, how has God been um, moving in your life or how, what do you see, what have you been seeing from God lately? Um, You know, all great questions to just start off a week with. And um, luckily I was able to get into a small group that, um, you know, because of the nature of the small group, right. We literally have three or four guys in our small group and, you know, it provides a little more flexibility on the scheduling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey guys, I, I want to meet with you every week. I'm gone every pretty much. Every, I'm either gone or working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of, of every week during the spring. And I know that's very unusual for, yeah. for most, uh, but they were uh, gracious enough to kind of find a night on Mondays ended up being the best nights. Mm. You know, I, I was typically always home because we, even if we are on the road that past week, you know, we, we get home mm. by Sunday night yeah. in order for the guys to be able to get to class on Monday. So, um, yeah, I was able to dive in Monday nights and just be mm. with the body. Even if I miss Sunday, you know, you're still connecting with people that go to your church. You, yeah. you know, every now and then I listen to a podcast from that, that sermon and, I'm just going through really cool books together about mm. how God moves in the author's lives, um, you know, how we can be better uh, glorifiers of God. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, and then, you know, in, I would say in, um, you know, the, in terms of just the body, uh, the church body in the, in the believer's life, man, I, you know, there was a time, you know, during COVID where I didn't have that church body, right? Either mm. some churches maybe shut down or yeah. you found maybe an option that you wanted to, to stream for a while. And I thought that had, you know, definitely some advantages as well, right? You can on the go when I was away, you know, my wife and I, we could, we could watch something from wherever we were. Yeah. Um, but to be able to have that community of people around you, like in, in a geologic, uh, geographically close, um, you know, region or you know a little area around you um it just you know it's i don't know it's just you build that community and um you know those are the people you get to do every day with and to live your life with Mm. and to grow with one another and see their kids grow and um you know really just you know we we're fortunate we have a lot of young families in our in our church so 
we, you know, we, Sean and I don't have any kids yet, uh, but, you know, we've been able to see how these Christ-centered families, you know, raise their kids. And um, yeah, just mm. the, the, it's been invaluable because of, you know, the conversations we've had, the relationships we've built, mm. um, just to see how other Christ followers go about their everyday life. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's so important because it's, it's not just seeing everybody on Sunday and mm. then going to your you know, your respective area of the city. It's, it's more of doing life with everybody on having having dinners on 4th or having, you know, picnics on 4th Mm. of July or having a church picnic after church one day Mm. where you can just, just hang out and experience life together. Um, It's, it's, you know, that's, it's been so paramount to us feeling like we're home here in Pittsburgh. Mm. And um, yeah, I just can't thank the church body enough for that. Yeah, really, really great perspective, Austin, and and so true. I mean, I, I can't agree more with all that you said. And you know, I think especially the reality that for you, especially, and really anybody in sports, but you know, working at a secular organization, you're not always around believers, and so you can feel isolated, and you yeah. can feel discouraged, and and you're not being challenged, you're not being edified in the Word, you're not really having those conversations with the family of Christ, and so. Mm-hmm. The, the local church gives you that. It gives you that naturally. And even just love how you shared that you prioritize it. Um, you're working Thursday to Sunday, and, and right when you get back on Monday night, you're, you're with the small group. And I think that's just a testament to how committed we should be to the body. Um, really, the church is God's plan A uh, in, in everything mm-hmm. that He wants to accomplish in the world. Uh, most importantly, the gospel going to all the nations. The church is plan A. And so if we ignore that or think it's not important. Um, I think we're really missing a lot of the heart of Christ. Uh, and then I think secondly, too, that the church is not just a building. The church is so much more than just a physical place. And I think because there are so many church buildings that we see, that's how we picture it. It's just this place right. with, with a nice steeple and a nice front lawn. And no, it's so much more than that. It's a people. Yeah. It, it's a body. Um, yeah. So I think that's something that I found encouraging about what you said as well, is that, hey, it's not just... Sunday and leave. It's let's connect. Let's build relationships. Let's actually be the church with with our feet going outside and having impact beyond the walls. Yeah, definitely. yeah. And even if that local church doesn't come from a specific church, mm-hmm. uh, I would say like you can find a, a body of believers that where everybody goes to different churches, yeah. um, different church buildings, but they're all part of one church, right? Mm-hmm. If we believe Jesus died and rose again, um, you know, did so for our sins. I mean. Um, it, Part of the the community that I found here, this Christ Center community, has been through, um, you know, a fellow USG member that, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mikey was able to connect me with when I when I moved, and and he was literally the only person that I, mm-hmm. I had any form of contact with, yeah. uh, you know, once I moved here that was already here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know that's just blossomed into another small group that I've been able to to be a part of, and mm-hmm. it's really a book club and we read Christ-centered books and, um, you know, we kind of tie it back to scripture and, um, but man, seeing the perspectives of, of other people that don't go to your church is also mm. super valuable. Yeah. And I think if you have an opportunity to, you know, find a, find a group of people that whether it's a golf league or whether it's yeah. something, something, it can be a normal activity, but, um, you know, mm. if, if you know that they're Christ-centered people, then, um, you know, that just gives you more perspective and mm. gives you, you know, you 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 can hear more experiences and how people, um, that are claiming Christ are going about their days that aren't in your specific, um, you know, physical church building. Mm. Um, I think that has a ton of power too, because, um, you know, if it wasn't for this, you know, that other USG connection, yeah, 
Yeah, there's so many friends that I wouldn't have here in Pittsburgh that I, I can't think yeah. of, uh, you know, doing life without now. So, mm. um, yeah, super thankful that God is able to build uh, a community within the church. Mm. Uh, also is able to to build Christ-centered, um, you know, community outside the walls of the church. And, and I think that just gives us more, can give us more boldness mm. to go out and kind of be our own church planters yeah. uh, in, you know, wherever we are in our, in our maybe corporate life um, mm. um, at work and things like that. Yeah. I, and I really love that. And I, and I think it really also, it's a testament to this USG community and, and not to have a little commercial here, but I, I think that <laughs> the whole network is, is that, is that your fingertips, right? As a member yeah. and, uh, obviously the the benefit that you had from it is is evident um but yeah it's it's another uh form of of the church of the body of Christ in the sport industry and that's why I love this community and I'm passionate about it and I think yeah. we uh, are are a unique group of uh Christians in this industry that that want Christ to be known more than anything else so love that uh testimony you shared there as well that's great Amen. and Austin you you've done a, a great job obviously of connecting your faith to your career and also finding time for your faith. And how have you been able to balance doing your job well, being a great professional, but also following Jesus in, in the ways you have through a local church and through small groups and things? Yeah, I would say that for me, if I look at it as a balance, um, then I almost, um, you know, I'm almost not looking at it the right way, at least in my mind, right? Because mm. the balance is saying you can have one highly, but maybe not the other as highly. Mm. Um, and I think the way that God works is that, you know, when he is center and he is first, your first priority and um, he's your first love, um, I think everything else um, falls into its right place. Um, and so for me, trying to be more bold and, and um, really knowing that God has what's best for me, right? Yeah. I, I want to put him first in my life. And there's times yeah. in this distracting world that we live where it's not, he's not my first thought. He's mm. not my first priority. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there's times where, man, this was so cool. Like God just worked in this way in my life. Like, and, and you almost forget about what your work or, or you know, what career you're in. And, um, you know, so yeah, I, I would, and I, I've heard people in the sports industry say it, you know, with questions about, Hey, how do you find a work-life balance? And hmm. unfortunately there's really not much of a work-life balance, yeah. but thankfully with God, like you can bring him um, with you every day. Mm. Like he wants to be with you every yeah. day. It's not that you just get the opportunity because you know about Christ to bring him with you. Like he's longing for, um, mm. you know, us to, to put him first in line and then go about our days looking up to him. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the only way I've been able to, I guess, yeah. um, do both, I guess, like, because yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a, um, it, it is a balance, right? Mm. I think it's more of your priorities and yeah. um, the things that you feel will benefit you more uh, in, in life. And thankfully I, you know, Christians, we were able to, live a life, um, you know, hopefully for eternity. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we're, we don't have to worry about the, uh, the things of this world. And, mm. uh, you know, at times there's certain, like, I definitely do worry about the things of this yeah. world, but, um, thankfully when, you know, my heart posture is putting God first and I, I'm with God mm. throughout my day. Um, you know, those things are not, not nearly as big of worries mm. as just staying connected with God. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, I, I think you know. There's certainly times where you're you're tired, you're you're ran down, right? Like yeah. the flight didn't the flight didn't you didn't get home till two thirty, and uh, you know you're you're back at work at nine a.m. the next day, and um, you know there's certainly physical challenges to to uh, any role in sports, and I see that across the board. Mm. Um, but it, I really do think it's by the grace of God that I've been able yeah. to keep up with the schedule, and also um, you know pour into, uh, you know, other people at work with, with the players and mm. hopefully uh, some staff as well. And, and then also be fueled by the local body, by my wife, mm. by other believers that I can text and, you know, catch up, catch up with over the phone. And, yeah. you know, there's just, yeah, there's so many people, God first, but also, you know, his community that he's given me has, um, you know, given me energy to hey go out and mm. uh you know be filled with enthusiasm because i mean we have so much joy uh in knowing christ and there's so much joy that should come from a, a good relationship with god um and we're as believers called to be that light mm. right and if, yeah and if and if i'm not that light in my workplace then i'm not you know there might not be somebody else you know they, they, at this point point in time to to share that light. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, take that mm. lightly. Right. I want to, I want to pour out everything I can, um, for God, knowing that he is one day absolutely going to return the favor. Right. And he does it every day as well. with just giving us the fruits of the spirit in situations where we are frustrated and mad. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's, yeah, it's, it's the only way for, for it all to work. If, mm. you know, if my relationship with God, if it didn't seem fruitful to me, I, I, I wouldn't make it a balance, right. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't like, I'd get rid of a distraction in that way. Um, but thankfully, you know, he's been front and center and only showed me that, uh, it's through him that I can have this joy to, mm. you know, go through the chaos. I can have this joy um, to, you know, work with other people in the sports mm. industry and share this passion that I have mm. in baseball with other people. And yeah. um, all the while, you know, claiming Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And, um, yeah, I don't think you can I don't think you can balance it all on our own. I think that I think we both know that. Yeah. So well said, Austin. And really one of my favorite quotes that I think fits well with what you said is God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. And there there really isn't a balance always, but if we can find a satisfaction in Christ in every situation, whether we're going through the gauntlet of a of a season, I know so many of our listeners right now are in the thick of fall sports, going yeah. through the gauntlet of the season, or whether it be uh, the the most relaxed day of, of of your career, right? I think in both of those, if we're satisfied in the, in the Lord, He'll be front and center, and and most important thing that that we pursue. Um, so I think that's really a a great way to look at it is that there isn't a balance. There is um, a reality that God is omnipresent. One of His attributes is He's everywhere at that one time in all of His creation, and so mm-hmm. we can access Him. He knows all. Uh, he's omnipotent, all powerful. Uh, so there is these amazing things about God where it's like, hey, you don't need to be in the church building or necessarily reading the Bible. And that is really important. I'm not going to say it's not, but you don't need to be doing those things to access God. He's there always. And so, yeah, he can, he can always do something that is a priority. So that's really, really well said, Austin. Praise him. Praise him. Yeah. And lastly, brother, I just would love for you to share with, with our audience, what advice would you give any young professional listening, working in the sport industry, who is desiring to make an impact for Christ through their career? 
I would go back to uh, my answer with boldness. Um, I know there's plenty of times where our uh, our human flesh will get in the way from us glorifying God or, um, you know, our, our humanness will, you know, feel uncomfortable about a situation and mm. not want to, you know, make a relationship between uh, one of our friends, you know, awkward because of, um, you know, a conversation that you have about your faith. And, um, you know, I would challenge you in, like in that situation to, um, you know, reconsider, maybe reconsider like, hey, if I'm not willing to share my faith with this person that I may call a close friend, like, you know, how close is this friend? Right. Yeah. And, and it's a hard truth for sure. Right. Because it's hard to find good friends. And, um, but mm-hmm. I I'm full, I'm a testament of it right here in Pittsburgh, somewhere I never thought I'd live somewhere. I never knew I was going to be um, that God will make a way uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, bring believers around you to yeah. do life with, if you put him first and mm-hmm. um, try to be, uh, you know, his servant, right. A child of him, um, uh, you know, a, a believer and, and not just share it with your people that, are also believers. Um, I think one of the most convicting scriptures to me is like, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but is when we're like, we, when we share our, or when we're nice to somebody who's nice, or when we're, um, you know, if we're not nice to somebody who's not nice to us, like anybody can do that. Right. Mm. But when we can flip that and when we can be nice to somebody, um, that, uh, maybe has called caused us Mm. hardship, um, the only way we can do that is through Christ. Um, yeah. The Holy Spirit gives us that. I, yeah. we, we see it on the roads and in, you know, in many different ways where our flesh can get in the way. And when, you know, someone cuts you off, right? Like you're never happy. You're never happy about getting cut off. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's thankfully through the Holy Spirit that he's able to mm. um, bring the fruits of the spirits out when we just uh, would not never expect it to. So um, mm. yeah, I would, I would just uh, go back to boldness, and um, I think that comes from having confidence in the Lord, right? Like yeah. you're not gonna you're not yeah. gonna be bold about something that you don't really fully believe. Yeah. Um, and how do you get confidence in the Lord? Uh, well, for me, it's yeah, it goes back to His Word and what He tells you, and what He tells us, and what His mm. promises are, and how vast yeah. they are. Um, it's really just a, an amazing. The Bible is an amazing book, an amazing an amazing resource for us. Um, and the more we take it to heart, mm. the more confidence we can have in this mighty God who's omnipresent, right? Omnipotent, mm. like all these amazing things that we can't even wrap our heads around. Like mm. this is the God who's working for you if you um, if you love him. So, mm. um, yeah, just I would say just be as bold as you can to, um, you know, claim Jesus's name. Yeah. And um, it's never going to be easy. But that first step that you take in doing it and, and you might feel awkward that mm. first time. It's still it's still a major victory because yeah. you were able to share your faith with somebody mm-hmm. that you hadn't before. Yeah, I love that, Austin. And and really, what stands out to me is, what do you want to be known for in your career? When when it's all said and done, right? When you're at the point in your life when you're done with career and sports or whatever you choose to do full time, do you want to be remembered as a coach or as an administrator or as whatever you are, or do you want people to remember? how much you love Jesus and how bold you were with that and how you let your light shine in every room and forget how many wins and losses they had. Let's, let's consider how much they love Jesus. It was inspiring. And, and I think that's for all of us, I hope what we want to be remembered for. And even to add on to what you said, being bold is a call from Christ in Acts chapter one, verse eight, Jesus says to all of his 
disciples that you will be my witnesses in all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you know, if God could be a witness for himself, I always tell people that Jesus didn't need the 12. Jesus didn't need the apostles to, right. to, to have a witness to who he was. He could have done it all about it on his own. But he chooses mm -hmm. to work through those that trusted him, those that follow him, to be the yeah. witnesses to who he is. So be the hands and feet. Be bold. It's worth it, right? It's so worth yeah. it. Who cares about all the other stuff going on, right? I mean, do, do yeah. your job. Do it well. I hope you win games. But the most important thing, is to be a witness. So love that advice. Amen. No doubt. And Austin, it was a pleasure having you on, brother. Always good to hear just how the Lord is using you. And I hope it encourages our listeners that God can use you wherever you are, uh, no matter how young you are, intern, director, it doesn't matter. God can use you to, to do amazing things in this industry, and that's what he calls us to. So thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, so thankful you are able to have a great conversation about who God is and how great he is. Mm. Amen, brother. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every other week on Thursdays at midnight Eastern time. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next time.